I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, so, we are here for the very first Bible study session. No one came to the, the session. So, I thought I should just record this and, and repurpose it as a podcast. So, just to, to just give you an early disclaimer. Um, I'm someone who, who likes doing things in a sequence, you know. Um, it's always good to have a theme surrounding, you know, something because it gives you direction you know where you're going so so that's what i wanted you know for these bible study sessions to have to have some sort of theme main theme that um, is the overarching theme and then we we have branches from it you know so i guess the first part of these lessons will be focused on a theme that we did in the past on our podcast which is how to know god's will for your life and uh, we'll be you know exploring more of that and the different topics that we covered in the in the podcast um but yeah just the bible study version of it so yeah today's topic is what is god's will hmm. all right should be an interesting one let me just pray before we begin Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for once again being with us. Um, thank you, Lord, for what you have revealed and what you will reveal to your children. Um, may you please speak through me and um, touch your children as much as you have touched me as I was preparing for this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, um, what is God's will? So I, I think the first verse that I'll just open as the verse that will be our main verse of consideration for today is Matthew chapter 6, verses 10. It says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word now and forever. Amen. So I first looked at the definition of what will is, you know. And when I looked at Google and gave me a bunch of definitions, the first thing it gave me was that this this type of will is a verb, you know. Um, and then it said it is to intend, it is a desire, a will is is intention or something to intend, um, to desire, to wish for something to happen. Um, so, so someone's will is is someone's intent or, or or desire or wish for something to happen. You know, and the the similar words or synonyms that were also shown were want, were order, um, and command. So. So essentially, this verse, um, if if you had to look at the definition, you could you could say, Uwati, may what you want be done on earth as it is in heaven. May what you wish be done on earth as it is in heaven. May what you intend be done on earth as it is in heaven. May what you command, may what you order. May what you desire, Lord, be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
which then begs the question. So, so clearly, you know, when, when Jesus was, was praying this prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, he was saying that may, may what you want, Lord, be, be done on earth as it is done in heaven. In heaven, your will is done. So, so let what happens there also may what happens there also happen here um, in this in this world in this earth that we live in. And then you have a question that that you know that can arise: which if God has all the power, why does not why why doesn't He make us do His will? If He has the power and and the control, why can't He? make his will happen why can't he make his desires or wish happen and and first of all we have to first look at the fact that we say, does, does god have all the power does god have all the power when you look at the bible the bible reveals that yeah god has the power and when when we look at this power this power comes in a form of strength and it comes in a form of authority, you know. Um, and and when you read, let me just read verses which support this. Uh, Luke 1, verse 37. Um, let me start with Matthew, since I'm already in Matthew. Matthew 14, verse 26. It reads... No, that's not the verse. Matthew 14, 26. Oh, that's the wrong verse. Okay, no. Luke 1. Yeah, let me just go, go to Luke. Luke 1, verse 37. Which says... Abel, what is happening? These verses which I'm opening... Um, okay, let me just... Okay... These things happen. And we shall never grow old. Okay, no. Alright, um, I must have taken. Alright, there's a verse I'm looking for. Um, it's Matthew, it's Matthew 19. Verse 26, Yes, Jesus looked at them and said, Matthew 19 verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And then, uh, so clearly, there's nothing that God cannot do. All is possible. What we can't do, He can do, which means He does have the power to do whatever he wants to do. Then you look at John 1. John 1. 
verse 2, which says that he was, no, it's not verse 2, verse 3, yo, I wrote this verses wrong, through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made, so there is nothing that exists outside of God, all things exist through him and because of him, which means he is the founder of existence, you know, he is um, the source of all existence. So, so clearly this is also illustrating or demonstrating the power that God yields. And then you read Psalms 95 uh, and, and Psalms 24 also um, demonstrating how much power God has. Let's just read Psalms 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. He made us. The earth belongs to him. You know, he possesses the earth. He owns everything. He made everything. So, so he has all the power. And as I said, this power is in strength. This power is in authority as well. So, so clearly, God has all the power. And so that answers that. So, since God has the power then, you know, since he has the strength, since he has the right to do whatever he wants or to, to make us do what he wants, does he exercise this power? Let's read Genesis 2 verse 16. Genesis 2 verse 16. Genesis 2 verse 16 reads, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Verse 17, But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. But let's just focus on verse 16. He said, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. And then 17 says, but don't eat from this tree. So, so God makes his will known to Adam and Eve here. He tells them that this is what you're supposed to do. This is what I want you to do. I want you to obey me. You know, I want you to eat from all of these trees. Do whatever you want, but don't eat from this tree. This is what I want. This is what I this is my wish. This is my desire. This is my command. But he gives them the choice to either yield to this will or not. Do you understand? So, so, so God makes his will known. He expresses it, but he does not force them. He does not use his power to make them do what he wants them to do. So even though God has the power, he does not use this power to force us into doing what he wants us to do. So he gives us the choice to either do what he wants or not do what he wants. To either do his will or not do his will. Which means that God's will can be done but God's will can also not be done. So when Jesus was praying, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, he was essentially saying, 
there is a possibility that your will may not be done because human beings have the right to 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 choose not to do as you want but it is it is my prayer that they do what you want that they yield to your will as as it happens in heaven um and then and then one must ask ogoti why why doesn't god you know enforce his will on us why doesn't god force us to do his will and 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 perhaps just a side quest there certain things these these um there's something that we often say um that that it it's it's his will you know when when someone dies perhaps this is this is god god's will now when we look at the definition as i said we said ogoti god's will is what he wants it's what he wishes it's what he desires and so and so my my question then is 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 what god allows the same as what he wants is everything that happens around us what god wants and just just because he allows it to happen does it mean that's what he wants as well now when you look at the story of adam and eve he he allowed them to eat of the the tree of knowledge and when they ate of it they had they experienced um the consequences of eating but that's not what god wanted that's not that wasn't his will his will as he said was for them not to eat from the tree for them to obey but he allowed them not to obey um he he no okay yeah he allowed them to make the choice and when they made the choice they experienced consequences from the choice that they made and he allowed them to experience those consequences because of them not doing his will but clearly that's not what god had wanted or intended for them so what god what what god permits or allows is not necessarily what he wants sometimes what what we experience in our lives as a result of us not yielding to his will and 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 god you know allows in our in our lives is not an indication that this is what god wants for us which means that everything that happens around us is not like the bad included is not is not what god may want for us and our lives now when you there's a question that's often asked with if if god is love why is there so much suffering you know as if that's what god wanted no god wanted to us to li- live in in peace in harmony and all that you know um but because we did not do according to his will we then had these consequences sin came in and when sin came in sin came with consequences and 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 god allowed those consequences not because it's what he wants but because it comes as a result of not yielding to his will but we'll get to that so so that's just um a side note but i just want to go back to this um I want to go back to this. Yo, I was so scared that it stopped recording. Yo, <laughs> I was going to die. Anyways, 
Ugo Tim, um, why doesn't God enforce his will? So as I said before, that as we found in the Bible, that, that God gives us a choice to do what he wants or not. He gives us a choice in, in, in every direction. Let's, 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 let's read Joshua chapter 24 verses 15. Very famous text. It says, It says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. So the God of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I just want to highlight this. Choose for yourselves. So, so, so here Joshua is telling the people that you guys have a choice. You guys can choose today whether or not you want to obey the gods of the Amorites or whatever gods that they exist. Or you can choose to serve the living God. Now what does God want? He wants us to serve him. He wants us to obey him. But he gives us or he gave them the opportunity and the choice to choose whether or not they want to obey him or not. You know, um, so, so, so clearly God operates in a decentralized um, system, you know, whereby the decision making power has been given to us. In, a, in an organization, there is the, the two, you know, um, decision making, um, I guess, systems. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm putting this correctly. There's, there's a centralized decision like structure whereby um, all the decisions are made by the one who sits at the top, top management and everything. And then everyone just has to do what they, they say. On the other hand, is a decentralized system whereby the decision making is not just at the top, but it waters down um, to the lower level employees and all that. They, they have the, the, the opportunity or the power to make decisions for themselves in their capacity so God operates that way whereby he has given us the choice the decision making power to actually choose whether or not um, we want to do his will um, or not and how do we know that we have this choice of power it's 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 that the tree of of, of the knowledge or tree of, of knowledge is in the garden and so each and every time we are in the garden, we choose not to eat from it and do God's will. We choose to eat from it and, and, and wait, we choose not to eat from it and do God's will. Or we can choose to eat from it and not do God's, God's will. So, so because the choice or the option exists not to do God's will, that's how we know that we have this choice. That's how we know we have this decision-making power. And the reason for this, the reason why God delegates this power to us, he, the, the reason why he gives us this power, um, Romans 13, verse 10. I just want you to just follow closely. Romans 13, verse 10. Um, make sure that you don't lose me. Romans 13, verse 10. 
it says love does no harm to a neighbor therefore love is the fulfillment of the law all right love is the fulfillment of what the law matthew 22 verse 37 matthew 22 verse 37 let's go matthew 22 verse 37 it reads as follows matthew 22 verse 37 it says jesus replied love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind so 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 these are commandments so so the law is the fulfillment of love or love is the fulfillment of the law and then what is the law love the lord with all your heart and with all your mind with all your soul and all that then we go to john 14 john 14 john 14 verses 15 it says if you love me keep my commands if you love me keep my commands verse 21 whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me all right whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me so so keeping the law is an expression that you love god all right what is the law the law is what god commands what is a command it's what god wants what is a want it is intent it is desire it is a wish it is will so the law is god's will it's what he wants so the law or the commands of god the law of love uh, is what god wants so god wants us to obey this command to keep this command as it is what he wants as it is his will so if we keep these commandments if we keep the law if we obey the law if we do his will in essence then we are showing our love to him then we are demonstrating or expressing our love to him so if we could not choose if 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 we would we would not have the opportunity to choose to do his will or to keep his commandments and we're just forced, then we'll not have the opportunity to love him. We'll just be doing it because we are forced to. But because we have the choice to do his will or not to do it, because we have the choice to do it, then we have the choice or the option to love God. So the reason why we are able to we have this decision making power is because of love which means we choose when we choose to do his will that's us choosing to love him that's us choosing to demonstrate our love to him and we don't have to love him he loves us yes but we don't have to love him the greatest act of love is loving someone and giving them the chance to love you back. If you love someone but don't give them the option to love you back, that is not love. 
But when you truly love someone, you give them the opportunity to love you back. And so God giving us this choice and option is him giving us the opportunity to love him back. He loves us that much that he does not force us to love him back, but he gives us the choice. Second Corinthians 5 verse 14. It says, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14, it says, For Christ's love compels us. Christ's love does what? It compels us. Christ's love does not force us. It compels us. So because of his love, we then react. We then choose to love him back, but it does not force us. It does not point a gun to us. His love allows us the opportunity to love him back. All right. Um, so yeah, that that that's 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 yeah. This kind of like yeah, like I think answers the question that um we asked in the in the beginning you know of of if god has the power the right the strength to to make us do as well why why doesn't he do it because of love because of love you know and um another question that we can perhaps ask is is god's will expressed like okay what is then his will you know like is god's will expressed um and again, as I said, it's what a will is something that is desired, wish, command. So, so if if God's will is choosing to do what He wants, um, and it's an act of love, you know, to do what He wants, then I mean, yeah, essentially His commandments are an expression of His will. It's an expression of, of what he wants. And love your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's his will. That's an expression of his will. His commandments um, are his will. And his commandments are his word. It's what he says, you know. So, so his will is found in what he says. In, in his words, in his instructions. What is in what are his instructions then? Um Second Timothy Second Timothy three verse sixteen. Second Timothy three verse sixteen it says All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. In other versions it says for instruction. You know, so his his commands, his instruction are scripture. So so obviously we'll look at this like deeply, you know, and everything. I'm just just overview of this, but but his will is found in his word, in the scriptures. What God wants us to do, his wishes or desires or intent for our lives is found in his word. And so the, the final question that I want to address today before we, we close off uh, is, so what happens 
when we don't do God's will? What happens when we don't do what God wants? You know? What happens when God's will does not happen? Now, we have to look at the statement uh, in the prayer that Jesus prays. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, so in heaven, heaven is a place where God's will happens, where, where God's will is done, where, where what God wants happens. It's the standard procedure of things. It, it, it's, it's, what, it's the order of the day. So, so we have to look at what heaven is like, what, is, what, 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 what heaven is or what heaven is like so that we can get an idea of what happens when God's will is done and what, does not, what, what happens when, when God's will is not done. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 24 to 26, I think. Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 24. It says, No longer will the people of Israel have malicious neighbors who are painful briars and sharp horns. They will know that I am the sovereign Lord. So, so, um, this is, is, is almost, you know, an, a kind of like a like prophetic in a sense, um, statement, you know, which, which points to the, the liberation of, 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 of Israel and in a sense also pointing to, to a better place. Um, and that's, that's, that, that describes what heaven will be like. It says, yeah, then Israel will not be the, the able, <laughs> getting lost now. Um, where the people of Israel will no longer have malicious neighbors. So, so clearly there, there is peace in this place and, and, and heaven is a place whereby there is peace and harmony where there is no divide, where there is, there, there, is, there is no fighting, there is no war. It's just a place of peace. Heaven is a place of, of, of life. Matthew uh, 7 verse 14. Matthew 7 verse 14. It says, Matthew 7 verse 14, it says, But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only if you find it, it narrows the road that leads to life. You know, um, this is also talking about um, eternal life. It's talking about heaven. Heaven has eternal life, you know. Um, so, so, so in heaven, there is life. Heaven is a place whereby there is no death and no pain. Revelation 21 uh, verses one, then I saw a new heaven and new earth, um, the holy Jerusalem coming uh, out from heaven. Verse 2, it says, then um, he will wipe away their tears. Verse 4, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things had passed away. So, so heaven is a place whereby there is no death, where there is no pain. And Revelation 7 verses is this 13 that I wrote down or 17? For the lamp at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to the springs of living 
water. So in heaven there is what? There is life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Uh, that means that there is no pain. Because where there are tears, they, it's a sign of usually pain, you know. Um, and in this context, that's what, that's what is being said. So, so in heaven, heaven is a place of, of, of peace. Heaven is a place of life. Heaven is a place where there is no death, where there is no pain. Heaven is beautiful. When you continue reading um, Revelations 21, you see um, the, the verses uh, verses verses 11 it shone with the glory of god and its brilliance was like that of very precious jewel like a jasper clear as crystal obviously this is describing the new earth uh, but the new earth had come out of 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 heaven you know um and yeah it had come out from 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 heaven now let me just read let me read john 14 Verses 2, John 14, verses 2. Um, my father's house, there are many rooms. My father's house has many rooms. If that were no so, not so, I would have told you, you know. Um, so, so, so heaven is a place of splendor. Heaven is a place of beauty. Heaven is a place uh, whereby there's just grandeur, you know. And when you continue reading, Verses three, it says, I go and prepare a place for you, you know, and, and so, so heaven is a place which has a place for us, you know, not just a few people, but each and every one of us has a place prepared for us. We have a place in heaven. So, so this is, is basically a description of, of what a place or what happens where whereby there is a there's harmony with God's will whereby God's will happens or what God wants takes place so where God's will is done there is peace where God's will is done there is no pain where God's will is done there is beauty and splendor in its original in its in its originality where there is God's will, where God's will is done, there is life. So doing God's will gives us access to all of this. When we do God's will, we give ourselves the opportunity to actually experience heaven, to have a heavenly experience while we are still on earth. So when we do God's will, we get to have these experiences. We get to have or enjoy these blessings you know um we don't have to wait to go to heaven for us to be blessed um or for us to experience what heaven is like you know so 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 the beauty of heaven is secure because god's will is done come on now somebody write that down quote it you know um <laughs> So, so, so what happens when, when God's will is not done? Genesis chapter 3. We know the story. We know the story. Genesis chapter 3. Um, verses, verses, let's say, let's say, um, verses 16. To the woman he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. 
with painful labor, you will birth, you'll give birth to children. Uh, verse 17 to Adam, he said, because you listen to your wife. Uh, okay, verse 18, it says, oh no, 17, the other half. Cursed is the ground because of you through painful toil. You will eat food from it all the days of your life. And so, when God's will is not done, we suffer. Immediately, when Adam and Eve did not do God's will, they subjected themselves to suffering. So when we don't do God's will, we suffer as well. We experience suffering. Um, there, is, there is death as well. There is, there is death and separation uh, Genesis 4 verse 8 Now Cain said to his brother Abel Let's go out to the field While they were in the field Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him So when God's will is not done There is death When God's will is not done There is separation These were brothers but they were not united they, There was separation between the two of them So when God's will is not done God's instructions are not yielded to there is a lack of peace and harmony. There is separation and there is death. There is injustice in the world. Um, and when, when God's will is not done, read, read John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son to die for us on the cross, essentially. First uh, Peter 2 verse 24 1 Peter 2 verses 24, it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. He himself bore our sins in his body. All right. Now Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53 verses 5, it says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for, an, for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. So, so essentially when God's will is not done, God himself suffers. God himself experiences pain. And then when God's will does not happen... Let's read Job 1, verses 7. It says, The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the, 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 the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going to and fro, and fro on it. So where God's will is not done, like earth, like on, on planet earth, Satan roams. Satan has a place to roam. Satan has a place to, to just go around and do whatever he wants, essentially. So when we don't do God's will, we give Satan an opportunity to roam in our lives and take control. It says when you read um, verse 6, it says, One day angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came with them. 
So here, the princes of the earth were, princes of the different worlds had, had were gathering, you know, just to give reports or whatever. Um, and then Satan also came because he was at that time the prince of this world. And so where because Adam and Eve did not do God's will, they yielded control, they seized control and, and gave control to Satan. So when we don't do God's will, we give Satan power. We give Satan control over our lives. Essentially, when we don't do God's will, we are doing Satan's will. Because what Satan wants is for us not to do God's will. Look, look at Genesis 3 again. Is it, did, did he really say that you will not die? Come on now. God knows that you will, that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. You know, convincing the Eve to actually do what, something that is contrary to God's will. So what Satan wants is essentially for us not to do God's will. So, so that's what Satan's will is. So when we don't do God's will, we are essentially doing Satan's will. It, 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 it's, it's, it's either or. It's either you choose to do God's will or you choose to do, do Satan's will. You can't serve two masters, as the Bible says. Either you choose one or either you look not the other or the one and not the other. So when we don't do God's will, we are doing Satan's will. So where there is essentially when we don't do God's will, when where, 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 where God's will is not done, there is suffering. We as people suffer, God himself suffers. There's separation, lack of peace, there's injustice, there's wickedness, the devil reigns and has control. Um, and essentially, it's where Satan, you know, it's where Satan's will is done. Um, so, so yeah, when we, when we don't do God's will, we suffer. The consequences of that. We experience some things that are not good. You know, when we do God's will, God's will essentially, he says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, for I know the plans that I have for you. You know, plans you can say are my desires. For I know my, my, my desires for you, my wishes for you, you know, my, my will for you, you know, and this will is to prosper you never to harm you. So so when we do God's will, we are promised prosperity or we, we, are, we are promised goodness, you know, because that's what God wants for us. But when we do the opposite of that, we are exposing ourselves to harm. We're exposing ourselves to experiencing the, the consequences of of that, you know, you'll see many people in the Bible from Adam and Eve, you know, right up until Samson. All those people who did not do God's will suffered the consequences of that, you know. Um, so we, 
when we don't do God's will, we essentially subject ourselves to that. Um, and, but but through, the, through it all, we are not just left to suffer the consequences of our of our disobedience of God, there is hope. There is there is there is a way out despite our disobedience. First John one verse nine: If we confess our sins, He is just and able to forgive us. So so even after we've disobeyed Him, we can confess, and forgiveness is promised. To us, John ten verse ten, uh, it says, "I have come so that they may have life and life in abundance." Let me just read it properly. John ten verse ten, it says, "The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full." Even afterward, fell into sin. Even afterward, gone against. Against what God wanted for us, He came back, and I mean, He came to this world, and He came so that we might have life. Our destiny was death; our consequence was death. But He came with a second opportunity or chance at life to give us an opportunity to live, whereby we were destined to die. John three verse sixteen: Whoever believes in Him. That they may not perish, but have eternal life. And Second Corinthians five verse eighteen, where where we have been separated, Christ came to reconcile us to Himself. We've been separated from God. We've been separated from our fellow human being. Christ came to restore. Christ came uh, to to bring us back to Himself in harmony with with God. It says all this is from God who consigned us to himself through Christ. So disobeying God brings about disunity and separation from both God and man, but Christ came with the alternative that he might reunite us and reconcile us to himself. John 14 verse 27 whereby uh, do not doing god's will brings disharmony whereby do not doing god's will brings about some sort of chaos john 14 verse 27 says peace i leave with you my peace i give you i do not give you as the world gives i do not give you as the world gives so christ gives us peace christ lends us peace he gives us peace um, and 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 peace in full. So, even though we are subjected to chaos, even though we're subjected to disharmony, God came and restored and gave us peace. Um, Luke chapter fifteen, He accepts us even while we are lost. He fetches us and He brings us back to Himself. So even though we may not have done His will, even though we may have disobeyed Him, He still gives us. A second chance. He still gives us another opportunity to have a better experience. Even though we may have subjected ourselves to pain and suffering because of us disregarding His will, He is giving us a chance today, a new opportunity that we might have life, that we might unlock. Um, Peace that we may unlock um, 
an opportunity to be reconciled to him, that we might unlock eternal life. So I'm just here to say to you today at the end of this, that we can experience heaven. We can experience the benefits of prosperity by doing God's will as it is done on earth. Yes, I think that's the, that was the topic. Let your will be done. Thank you very much for joining me for today. Um, let me just pray as we close off this session. And by the way, this wasn't a sermon, so I don't know how to conclude that, but I just hope that you, you were able to gain something, you know, even though it was not like polished, even though there's some errors along the way, please forgive me for that. Um, I just hope the Holy Spirit managed to just speak to you um, in the right manner. So let me just pray at this point. Um, thank you, Lord, for being with us throughout this session, study session. Bless your holy name, Lord. We do not deserve uh, to to be talking about you, Lord, um, but you have given us, you know, through your grace and mercy, this opportunity, and we are so appreciative of it. Right now, Lord, you have spoken to us, Lord, reminding us of what it means to do your will, of why we need to do your will, Lord. So whereby we might have gone astray, we might have disregarded your will, Lord, we thank you for not giving up on us, for giving us an opportunity to unlock the benefits of doing your will, Lord, of coming back to you, Lord, because you offer us forgiveness, you offer us mercy. And so, Lord, thank you, and uh, may you continue being with us as we continue to study your word. May it transform us and make us better. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you very much, guys. Um, hopefully, I can see you. <laughs> next time um i don't know maybe i should do it in this format instead of like live sessions i should just do it like this um since no one joins anyways <laughs> but yeah thank you very much guys may may god bless you abundantly